Hey guys, Neil here. Quick intro on our next guest, AJ Adamchek, an ex-college baseball player, pitcher out of New Jersey, and a current acupuncturist. He's one of a kind. You know, growing up with a father who was an acupuncturist, orthopedics, you'd assume he's simply following a craft, but we found out quickly that's not the case. In fact, it took a life-altering injury, having Tommy John surgery at the age of 15, well, well before the national average of 23 and those major leaguers you hear about, for AJ to end up where he is today. He talks about his recovery process, you know, the... Um, facing the possibility of taking painkillers as a way to heal, um, to being in the waiting room with major leaguers who are getting the same surgery, meanwhile AJ is not even old enough for his driver's license, um, all the way to his recovery and eventually his career as a college baseball player. Um, he gave us a nice crash course on acupuncture, something we weren't really too familiar with outside of Anthony um, and its many benefits. Uh, but not only that, he talks about the hurdles you know, he has to go through practicing holistic medicine and really a big pharma industry. Um, or even one of his biggest hurdles is getting past the individuals who are too scared of needles to get acupuncture. Um, so there's other life lessons in here around mastering a craft, maintaining a solid work-life balance is something really important to AJ, um, to finding solid mentors, and really just being a sponge in any industry and, and constantly striving for more information. So sit back, really enjoy this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time on What's Next. All right, well, welcome, everyone, to our second episode of What's Next. We've got uh, A.J. Adamchak on the line here. He's a licensed acupuncturist out of New Jersey. Um, A.J., you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, kind of your career path, how you got into the field, and let everyone kind of get to know you a little bit? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, obviously, you know, the athlete-based um, type situation, I played college baseball at the College of New Jersey. Um, was a... Uh, closer there pitcher and um you know, I, as an acupuncturist um you know I, i'm strictly uh based my entire profession on um and and career and business strictly around pain management and sports injuries um because when i was a kid i uh had tommy john when i was 15 years old which uh was one of the youngest at the time back in 2001 uh, when i had it and uh it was a pretty neat situation and everything going through that whole process. And then, you know, I ended up writing my thesis on Tommy John and just got really fascinated, my senior thesis in college, and started just getting really fascinated with sports injuries and understanding all that stuff. And it really led me down the path to becoming an acupuncturist. My father was a chiropractor and, uh, and an acupuncturist himself. And so I was kind of driven that direction to, um, you know, kind of take my career path that direction and just really wanted to, uh, you know, still stay within sports, but, you know, help people with, with health related stuff, you know, instead of, you know, go in that direction of say, you know, computers or, um, you know, as a lawyer like yourselves or computer stuff, I just was always so fascinated with the body and, and sports. So I'm kind of in between the two, just, uh, doing a career that I really enjoy going, going to every day and, and, and still being related to sports and the body at the same time. AJ, could you, uh, could you expand on that a little bit about the influence of, uh, like your dad, um, being a chiropractor, like just talk about kind of like growing up in, in, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. A stick kind of sense like that. Yeah, for sure. So since I, I, I was probably, I think I was adjusted the day I was born, um, you know, my spine and everything. And they say like, you know, as a, having that neurofunctional reaction in your body, the first day you're born is super important as chiropractors. But I mean, I really don't, I believe in it a lot and I love it, but I never really studied it too much that I understand the process. But, um, I always kind of had the thought process. I was going to become a chiropractor since I was a little kid. And then, um, as I was getting older, when I was 15, when I, after I had Tommy John surgery, um, the only really thing that really truly helped me get back on the hill that I feel felt was acupuncture. And I saw the power of it and I saw the influence it could have on someone that I was like, wow, this stuff's real. And I really thought that I could, with my own knowledge and my own studying it so much more and taking it into the sports field and helping other athletes, I really thought that, you know what, this is, this is my career path. This is my calling. And, um, you know, obviously you know, having the background and the knowledge of my father, of, of, of a business owner, and someone to push me and someone to guide me into that field, it was a lot easier for to just then come out of nowhere of just being like, oh, I want to be an acupuncturist. I, you know, was it was a lot 
I think like, you know, typical, the lawyer's father, you know, they become a lawyer, the, the person, the CPA, usually the son becomes a CPA, but, you know, I've definitely stayed in a similar field as my father, um, being an acupuncture, you know, he's also has a full degree in acupuncture. So it definitely was an easy, um, field to uh, follow and follow in his path, but we do not work together. 15 is a young age to one being, you know, Tommy John, obviously yeah. like, you know, all of us. I mean, if you've had it, it's been later, um, young age for that. And then also being introduced to acupuncture at, at such a young age. I mean, talk through that experience one through the whole surgical piece, but then your 15 year old getting acupuncture as a form of treatment. I mean, what are the kids talking about? I mean, if they're getting injured, it's ice and compression and whatever. I mean, yeah, what yeah. is that like? Yeah, for yeah, you? for sure. So uh, when I was when I, I so it's uh, pretty interesting because uh, so when I was like 15, you know, I was varsity, the, the ace pitcher. We were like a top team in the state, um, throwing topping out at like 91, 92, um, and my body just couldn't handle it, and this just ligament just snapped right in half, and um, pretty much, you know, it was my only option to get surgery. And so my, um, my father did all the research and got connections through him being a doctor and everything to go see Dr. Olchek up in, uh, at hospital for special surgery. I'm sure you guys being baseball players, you know, that name. And, um, you know, I was had, I had two, I had, um, Turk Wendell and, um, someone else in recovery with me that day. And it was pretty funny. We were all sitting in recovery and I was all kind of bummed up, you know, all from drugged up and everything. And he comes in and he pretty much says to all three of us, he goes, well, I'll tell you this, that kid's uh, ligament's the best one of all three of you guys or something, something funny like that. And I was like, you probably gave mine away to one of them. You know, they probably gave you all the money or something. It was pretty, it was like a whole, we were all like drugged up and the wives were sitting there and I'm like, oh, you know, but so that process was pretty wild. But so, you know, the recovery and everything, I, you know, at such a young age, I, you really don't understand the, the magnitude of what you're going through at the time. You know, now that I look back on it, um, you know, if I went through the process, I think in college, it would have been a whole different ball game or even later in high school, um, being such a young age, I really didn't understand how big of a situation I was in or really the, the seriousness of the recovery process. Um, you know, the, the rehab, the everything else. I mean, my parents were there for me, but, you know, I was in little old Manaswan, New Jersey, recovering. And um, for the first couple of weeks, I did go up to um, the physical therapy in New York City inside the hospital and was doing all my physical therapy there. But, you know, as a 15-year-old kid hopping on a train and four days a week going up there to do physical therapy during this, it was a little rough and stuff. I was, like, missing school, and it was just not, not going to work. And, you know, I think I did go through some depression. I gained a lot of weight. And, um, you know, it was tough. I'd never really fully, fully got like fully back, um, you know, to the point where like I was as, as smooth or clear. I never like trusted my shoulder. Um, my shoulder always took the grunt of things. I never trusted the elbow itself, I guess, and the shoulder and, you know, the, the going through that process was just really crazy. And then, you know, during the recovery process, my father, obviously being a chiropractor, was like, you know what, let's try acupuncture. So it wasn't like I went and found that. You know, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm going to get acupuncture. You know, typical kid's going to say, yeah, I'm going to do compression, ice, you know, the whole basic physical therapy stuff. So my father was like, no. You know, I was having some range of motion issues. You know, scar tissue wasn't really clearing up that well. And um, just in general, like my the range of motion just wasn't getting – at certain, you know, points you should be X, Y, and Z range of motion, you know, at this date, this date. And I really wasn't, you know, I was making good gains, but I really, and finally my dad was like, Hey, why don't we find, try an acupuncture? And there was this local lady who today now we're, st we barter with each other. We're, you know, she's a big mentor of mine and, um, she's, you know, been amazing, you know, showing me the ropes and everything. And, you know, I was started going to her like two, three times a week. And, you know, I just saw how much of a difference it made. And, you know, within, I was, I was back on the Hill in like six and a half months, I think, which usually typically it's nine months to like a year now, I think they make you. But at the time he was, Olchek was doing some experimenting with like process of uh, speeding up and slowing down. It was weird. I, I ended up finding myself in like a study that he did that um, typical when you get, did it, has any of you guys had Tommy John or no? No. So the typical Tommy John, you get you you get it, and then you get put in a actual hard cast for seven to ten days. 
and then you get put into a brace that that is a lockable brace that gets put in from range of motion. So at first you might only get like, say, you know, like a 90 to, you know, 110 degrees or something like that. And then they, each couple of days they start, they unlock it and you get more range of motion. So I actually, you know, I slept over that night and the next morning he put me in a brace and it actually, the beginning part of the recovery was really good. But I think in the long run, he realized it wasn't good. So he stopped doing it. He never did it again. Um, after, I think he was going through a whole process of trying to figure out what was the best route. And that was during that time. That's what he was doing. Um, so it was pretty, it was just a really neat thing just to find, um, you know, f- find the acupuncture, but on top of, you know, the injury through the injury myself and being able to be influenced to find my career, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely was something and, you know, acupuncture is definitely something that's, up and coming and it's really cool. And I love to be on the forefront of things like this that are starting to really tip, especially on the sports medicine side of things. It's starting to really, you know, break the tip of the ice to, um, with things. So, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, like the Neil mentioned, you know, today kids just go and get ice and heat or whatever. Talk about some of the differences between their acupuncture therapy and like the holistic and the, traditional, you know, what we all got when we were had a sore arm. All right. So like, you know, so I mean, um, the guy who invented, um, rice, rice, uh, rest, ice, compression, elevation. Um, I, I, the name is on the tip of my tongue, but I'm just not really getting it. I'm sure that, you know, we could get it real quick if we want, but so he actually recently, I don't know, but recently at some point he came out actually completely debunked the entire thing. But the problem is, it really never made it back out into the, it never got, it, it just still has not really hit the market yet and told people that it's debunked. He completely says it's wrong. Um, and ice is actually a really poor thing, especially for, a, for, for something like that for an immediate, immediate injury, like a, like sprained ankle or something like that. Yes, it's good, but or immediate recovery and then getting heat to it, like a cryotherapy, um, where you're only, it's like three minutes and then you're getting heat. Your body then is reheating back up and getting blood flow through, um, is something really, really good. Um, but typical, like this whole ice situation is actually, they're finding that it's actually, um, further injuring tissue in the body and it's actually degenerating tissue over time. And it's not actually like allowing for the healing process to take place as well as they've always thought. Um, so it is pretty wild. Um, but other than that, I mean, so acupuncture, especially in the sports realm of things, you know, for an athlete, it's just in a, in a sense of being able to bring just so much blood and neurofunctional response to an area like a shoulder or legs for a runner or, you know, a for a CrossFitter, their whole body or someone that's just, you know, someone has uh, just even a worker like that's put their body through through hell of a day shoveling stuff, getting that, the, the knots and the blood flow through their body. There's just really nothing that else can compete with it. Um, as far as natural holistic recovery, you know, it's, it's, and, and allowing for the body to regenerate itself all naturally and allow for the chemicals that it can produce. Nothing really can compare to it. Is it something that you see, Entering into like athletic training rooms one day. Um, oh, it already is. I mean, I, is my buddy, my buddy's the uh, Warriors acupuncturist. He travels with the team everywhere it goes. Um, I have another guy that's he's the he's the Yankees doctor. He he's also a chiropractor, but he does acupuncture with the Yankees. Um, you know, what I mean, so most teams do have a team acupuncturist at this point. Um, it's they're just you just really don't know much about it because it's really just there it's just not something that they talk about much i guess per se that it's just part of the rehab and recovery process um the big thing with it why you really don't you're not seeing it that much the biggest number one thing is because of insurance coverage and because the eastern model is just so verbally you know just so verbally caught in time and just bad that the insurance companies the way they the way they really base things on is all right here's research can it help 
and why and what's the verbiage behind of why it helps and what's the process of why are we going to pay for it under insurance. And the reason why the, the Eastern model is just like the basic words behind it. I mean, if you guys look at a textbook, of, you wouldn't even be able to understand one thing. I mean, I literally had to study. I, if, I, if you put me back through a test, I probably, because my model has become so Western, the way I work, I work on neuroscience, uh, neurology, like physiology, kinesiology, and that's how my practice is based. So everything's, and that's really where my biggest thing is. I really would like to bring the forefront of the Western world the Western knowledge of acupuncture to the insurance companies to actually be able to start paying for acupuncture because it's just, you know, the typical student or the typical high school athlete, the typical college athlete, the insurance that they're under is not going to pay for acupuncture. So it's not going to be there. So the typical athlete that's growing up is not growing up around it. So the, the typical college, the typical pro typically isn't. But then when you do get to the pro level, they have all the money in the world. It doesn't matter about insurance. Right. Um, but in college, it still does. You know, it's nobody. You, know, you typically don't have any money. I mean, a big college team can probably afford it. You know, because of a big, you know, a big, uh, big twelve team or a big East team or whatever it is, they have all the money too. But so you are starting to see it some more in college level and some bigger athletes that you know opt for it. But it's really about educating and understanding that it actually is out there and it's an option because. I mean, the, four, the first off, who's really going to say, oh, acupuncture, like, why is it going to work? It really needs the education process behind it. Yeah, it sounds like a, it's almost like an underdog story in a sense. Like, you feel good in your career because you're, like, you know, like, fighting the good fight and, like, putting education and information around people. Like, it, it's like an uplifting, but it's, like, self-satisfying kind of, uh, kind of, like, platform. Do you feel like that? 100% man but the really biggest thing in the long run I mean I love athletes and I love uh, the big you know I love working with sports medicine and obviously that's really where I want to take my career but I'd love to be also on the forefront behind the scenes on the opiate problem in our country um you know because the one thing that really what this can do is change change the addiction opiate problem in this world um I I know for a forced sense of just because of what we're doing in some studies that we're doing with some amino acids and how we could change and how we can, and with electrical stimulation on certain nerves on the body. And what it does is actually can like it, 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 so certain points have certain terminations in the body of where they terminate and where like a main point LI4, which everyone, I don't know if any of you guys have had acupuncture, but the major point, like right here on like your hand, it terminates right here on your hand, it terminates in the thalamus and where the thalamus is, it produces all the chemicals in the body. So like, endorphins, serotonin, norepinephrine, substance P, all these chemicals that those are the same chemicals that the body gets from an opiate, a, uh, you know, like a Oxycontin or, or heroin that is causing the biggest, one of the biggest disruptions in our country, especially in our youth, especially kids around our age or younger. And it's, um, you know, and, and acupuncture itself, once I think insurance starts actually picking it up and understanding it more, it's going to make a humongous if, if we could get through the big pharma and big pharmaceutical companies, um, you know, it's, it's, it can make a big difference, um, you know. So it's definitely something that is a huge passion of mine, and that's something that we're going to be working towards probably for the next 10 to 15 years. Um, you know, it's definitely a long-term uh, long goal um, for some of us in the profession to really help may even take a bite out of that, you know, even if we save some lives, it's definitely, you know, something that we want to do. Mm -hmm. So that's like kind of newly on the forefront in terms of your own career trajectory, like being involved in sports was kind of like at the core of it. And then as you do more research and be, and the fact that you're enmeshed with these other acupuncturists, um, this is kind of something that's like, now you're like, I have to do this. There's like a moral calling for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely, there's, you know, my, one of my big mentors, um, he's, he's doing a me and him right now, actually, we're actually having a guy in, um, he's more involved than me. I'm definitely like, you know, he's my mentor. So it's kind of me with him doing it. Um, we have a guy in a lab in Arizona right now testing with rats, um, with certain, um, certain amino acids, because if you can stimulate, the thalamus and it could actually help 
Did, so like at some point when you have chemicals in your brain, so like uh, say endorphins. So if you can produce like a, so many endorphins that you almost have a high feeling, if you take a certain amino acid, it actually – so if you say we take five, 5 grams or 10 grams or 15 grams, we're trying to find the level of what it's going to keep from it from deteriorating in the body. So he's taking blood tests of these rats to understand what level – at what level can we actually give a person so they only have to come to us once a week. And they could actually feel and not feel pain the entire week because they have that endorphin and serotonin high in their body and keep and they just will keep taking the amino acid throughout the week and it will keep that high going. Um, it's it's pr- something that's really amazing and it's something that I think at the end of the day, I mean, could it, it, this isn't like something that I'm joking about, but it could end up winning an award of some sort um, in a really, really big way. Um, when it comes down to it because of the opiate problem in our country. Um, if we can change – There's a come down right away, but this study is tapering that until the next treatment kind of thing? Exactly. Well, That's exactly uh, – exactly. Usually, typically, the person will – that those endorphins will start will start almost dropping immediately. Um, so say – but if we actually – so right now, I'm actually – I have actually a live study going in my own office where I actually have patients – during the morning and at night, they take it just the day of the treatment. And it typically does help it last usually like 24 to 48 hours where we're trying to figure out if we can take – but they're only taking about, a, say, a 1,000 milligrams. So that's only one gram. So we're seeing if we could take 5 grams, 10 grams, 15 grams. How much do we really need to take or is that actually going to be uh, hard, like actually negative on the body? So that's why we're actually doing – we're going back to the rat studies to find out if we can actually even – if this is even accomplishable because um, this was something that um, a big scientist started actually looking into back in the 70s and he got – and he died and it never got continued. So we kind of picked it up. This wasn't something that we just discovered out of nowhere, um, but we discovered this little bit of work by this one big medical doctor. He's a medical doctor acupuncturist and we've kind of – taking it upon ourselves to start, you know, continuing it to see if we can make a difference. That's super cool, dude. That's like, that's fascinating stuff. So you talk, I mean, you talked a little bit about like that study going on in your, in your office. Can you kind of continue to take us through like what your, what your day to day is like, what an acupuncture, what an acupuncturist is doing, you know, from when they wake up to when they leave the office, what that kind of looks like for you? So, for, I mean, every acupuncture is probably just like any other profession. You know, obviously days are going to be different and, um, and everything. But for me, I typically do see anywhere from like, say, 15 to 20 people a day when I do work. I work three and a half days a week right now. Um, so I usually get into work. You know, I'll check out my schedule. I'll check out notes. Um, you know, and I'll see. You're at PT facility right now, correct? Yeah, yeah. I work alongside four other physical therapists. Um so we do a lot of coach reading and everything like that. But so typically when I get in there, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, check out what my schedule is going on. I'll see my notes, see if anything's going on. But, you know, I typically see two people an hour. Um, so I'll have two rooms going. I'll see people on like the hour and a half hour and, uh, we'll go from, you know, and I'll just typically, you know, if I usually have people on treatment plans or vice versa, people are on wellness plans of just, going through coming in or vice versa. I'm really trying to accomplish something really big. Um, like some typical, I'm um, seeing, uh, like cervicalgists or like a, a lot of neck pain with radiculopathy. So someone that has like a major cervical issue of their neck with like pain going down an arm or vice versa. A lot of people with like sciatic or low back pain, more major, like pretty much chronic major issues, um, that I do get in my office. Um, I don't see anything other than pain. Um, cause it's just something I'm really passionate about. I really decided that, you know, if anything else calls or even comes through, I refer out, um, because it's just something that I just have no passion for. And I really decided that, you know, it's just something, you know, I'm just going to put all my effort into one thing and just master that one thing. Um, and just be the best at that. What's the typical demographic of people coming in there? Is I mean, is a lot of sports any round? Like you've got aunt who's, you know, competing CrossFit and you know, all that. You know what? College it's, it's- you know what? It's funny, but I've had I've had from a one year old child um, to to I have the ninety year old 
degenerative discs in his low back that they're bent over and can't walk. Um, you know, but the typical demographic that I do have is the typical weekend right now. Like, you know, in my practice that I see typical is like the weekend warrior athlete, like the 40 year old woman tennis player. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's what I, you know, the typical, like that's my, like, and then go as far as, you know, I do have some professional athletes that I do treat to, you know, a baby or, you know, just typical person that just says, oh man, I slipped off the curb and I have a sprained ankle. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so it's, it's, it's kind of just a huge demographic, but I do, you know, as I grow towards one direction, I definitely am moving towards more just like sports injuries, athletes. That's it. I would like to get into that. You know, I would, but you know, it's really what pays the bills and what comes in. And, you know, I really, at the end, you know, I, I, an injury is an injury. No matter what, a, a hurt arm is a hurt arm. But the typical healthy athlete does respond really well to acupuncture just because of how vibrant and healthy and they do take care of their body typically. So that, you know, usually they just respond so well where, you know, the typical demographic that I have is the, you know, that 40, 50-year-old woman that or a guy that just eats terrible, doesn't sleep, you know, so drinks like – 45 cups of coffee a day and they're like, why am I not getting better? You know? So it's, you do have to do a lot of educating on vitamins, nutrition and all these other things too. So if I was looking at your website the other day and I yeah, yeah. a lot of your podcasts or not, not a lot of them, but some of the recent ones are geared toward the business principles you're learning um, as you go through this. I know we talked a lot about the science aspect of the job, but talk to us a little bit about, some of the business lessons or principles you're learning along the way and like, yeah, yeah. Real, real quick though. So the, the podcast, you know, we haven't really touched upon that much, but yeah, so I do run a podcast that yes. is just geared with acupuncture and it really just got started out of me wanting to learn, um, me wanting to pick the brains of the big people in my business, the mentors. And, you know, typically if I just call someone else, they're going to be like, dude, why are you, why are you asking me for my secrets? Why are you asking me for my thing? So I pretty much just said, all right, I'm going to turn all these people into my mentor. Yeah. And so I said, all right, I'm going to create a podcast and put them on the spotlight and make, turn them into, you know, put them on a podcast and be like, Oh cool. You're on the radio. But at the same time, I was just asking them questions that I wanted to know. So I, so I just started picking the brains of all these awesome acupuncturists that have very successful businesses. Like this one guy who I've really turned into a big mentor. He's actually here in New Jersey. I mean, he's, he's been in the business for, I want to say he's had his own business for 17 years now. And, um, I'm in this little, small little mastermind now with him. And there's 10 of us across the country that are in this mastermind. And I don't know how I got into it, but they pretty much kind of, I think I got like voted onto the ship, but I'm like the little baby of this group. And I kind of just pick, you know, pick all their brains. And they, he posted in this group the other day that he did like a audit on his business the other day in the last 17 years, he grows $16.5 million as an acupuncturist. So there's a lot of money in this business. But oh yeah. So he specializes in just eyes. That's it. So one of the biggest things that I've learned through my podcast is niching. Just become the best at one thing and that's it. Do not like if you want when you become a generalist, you're not you're a master of nothing. So this is for any business because, you know, think about like as as a lawyer or a computer person or um, you know, a with apps that you're building apps or Anthony, you know, the the thing is is like do not you know, becoming, becoming a master, you know, when you're a generalist, you're a master of nothing. So, you know, that's really what I took from him, this one guy, I mean, grossing 16.5 million, he's obviously doing something good. And, um, you know, that was the big thing is niche become, you know, pick a niche and really just become the best at that in that one niche, because, you know, he has, I heard this story about him. He didn't tell me this, but two people from the same little village in Africa met for the first time in his waiting room. Wow. So he he has like an answer for uh, it's it's um he does like uh, like degenerating eyes that like no there's no Western answer for it he like gets he has like an eighty five to ninety percent success rate it's insane um yeah he, he like he treats like forty people a day or something it's insane what he does or like maybe that's or maybe even fifty I think he might even see fifty a day the guy but yeah yeah it's it's serious stuff so. And then, and you know, so really all that business stuff was just me pretty much asking them business questions for myself to learn from them, these people. 
Right. So it's usually if someone who has a pretty successful business that, or at least I've heard they have a successful business and me just picking their brain and me saying, Hey, so what are your, you know, just basic stuff. So, you know, really what's just like you guys are asking me of, of sense of like, what you, what is more like in the acupuncture world though, of like billing or, um, insurance questions or, you know, stuff like their techniques that are really working for them in their business or, you know, even just front end stuff. How do you handle your front desk people? Um, how do you handle, you know, answering phones? Um, you know, are, are you managing or are you just a solo practice? You know, some people have a lot of staff and that's a huge overhead or vice versa. Some people are solo people and they just run the whole show themselves and everything's run through a laptop and that's it, you know, and, and that's, so it's, there's a lot, there's just so many intricacies within the business that could be different, you know? Mm-hmm. I just want to backtrack for a sec. That's a little side story about uh, like finding something specific and just being a master of it. One of my professors um, in graduate school had a colleague. Uh, he was a psychologist. Uh, no offense to Dode here, but this psychologist in his private practice only saw depressed lawyers. Yes. <laughs> I think that was his There's only plenty of, There's plenty of them. Yeah, oh, my God. Like, but he... You know, was obviously great at what he did. What he did, he had like a really successful practice in like the greater Boston area, and he was like also a professor and stuff. Like, you want to hear something funny? I see like four lawyers that and two times a week. These <laughs> four guys, they come future. twice a week. Come <laughs> in, and literally, they like it's awesome, but they just love it because of how much it like helps them relax at either the end of the night or before they go to work in the morning. It really helps them get through their day and. You know, just handle, you know, the, the stresses of life, especially even then on family on top of that or, you know, just other things too, you know. Sorry for that little uh, no, no, trashing session of Kev there. Sorry. <laughs> I might have to come down for a visit. It's not too Yeah, for sure, man. If you guys are, if you guys ever come down visit, you definitely got to come by. <laughs> I'll, ha- I'll house them all at uh, Big Dom's place and then we'll all take a trip over to your place. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> So I wanted to touch on uh, something that we usually kind of get towards in the in the end of our in the end of our discussions is um, so kind of like this idea of you're talking to a college junior, college senior, they're kind of toying with the question of what's going to happen when their playing career is done. So we've all kind of been in that space before, um, you know, as athletes, and our college career is ending. There's no professional side to it. What kind of advice do you have either, you know, within your field or just more broadly about, um, you know, looking for something beyond beyond sports at that point, you know? You know, definitely like, you know, not related to my field or nothing, but, you know, not to be all millennial and everything, but definitely just do something that you love, you know, definitely do something that you want to go to work every day and do, you know, it's definitely one of those things that, you know, if I had to. I, no offense if you guys put shirts and ties on every day and sit at a desk and, but, and, and really like just, or commute like two hours to work or whatever it is, you know, you know, to each his own. And some people don't care and they make enough money that it erases those things. But, you know, for me, one of the biggest, those were the biggest things that I really, um, based a lot of decisions off of, um, where, you know, I, I definitely want to have my freedom. You know, I work three and a half days a week. I take Mondays and Thursdays off. Um, you know, I take three-hour lunch breaks. Um, I do what I want. You know, I, I have my own freedom, and I make a very good living on top of that. And, you know, it allows for me to, you know, build stuff outside of the office too, like the podcast. and allows for me to do these things. So, you know, there are these people that might have to take, you know, a job because, you know what, I need to make this money, but... You know, maybe try to find that job that gives you a little freedom to maybe do something on the side that, you know, might be something that could become that career on top of that job. You know, because a lot of us, you know, even if you are that, you know, sometimes that senior that, you know, you're like, you were going down that path. You're like, crap, I don't want to be a CPA anymore. I don't want to be a, a lawyer anymore. I don't want to be a computer engineer anymore. But you might have to take that job at first. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if you really want to have that freedom away from what that thing is, you know, maybe, you know, you might have to put those 40, 50, 60 hours in a week. But, you know, for the first couple of years, you might have to sit up at night, late at night 
for four, five, six, seven hours sometimes and, and grind and, and put it all together. You know, when I first started the podcast, you know, I used to sit up till just all hours, just editing. You know, I have someone who edits stuff now and just editing, doing this, getting all these things together, finding people to interview. You know, for the first couple of months, people were just like, who is this guy asking me to interview me? Like, I'm not going on that show. You know, who are you? You know, I just, just kept putting stuff out there and just kept, kept at it, kept at it. You know, I flew around the country and like, you know, found some actual business mentors and really uh, found them and, and just jumped onto them. And that's another thing, like for, for anyone getting into the world, find a mentor, find mentors that really, you know, even in the profession or outside of the profession that can really help guide you because, you know, there are 20 years of mistakes or 20 years, they could shrink it down to one year for you. Um, the learning curves of, of anything, computers, lawyers, um, you know, teaching, being a teacher, it doesn't matter what it is. There's mentors in every profession. And really, I strongly feel that mentors are probably the, no matter what you're doing, you know, think about it as baseball. We probably all had mentors as, as baseball players or any athlete, you know, usually you always have mentors as a kid, you know, that hitting instructor or that pitching coach or even the, the, or just even a coach, you know, the, the mentor that really helped you develop into the person you were. Think about that as in the professional level um, of any profession of just growing from, you know, the intern at, a, at an office to becoming the CEO. Um, really, that person that's going to help guide you is that mentor um, and get you there. So I, that's huge for, for development of anything. It sounds like you're still a student. Like you had that line in one of your tips of the day, like money follows knowledge in that order. I mean, you're still taking stretch assignments. Oh, your curiosity I'm, is like, obviously we see it. Um, I mean, never going to end, man. Never going to end. I, you know, I read yeah. every day. I try to read. All right. I, I'm a big audio book guy. I listen to audio books. Um, and I try to at least flip through some books that I can read that from even within the acupuncture field and then the business field. I'm always trying to gain knowledge and, you know, just add, 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 you know, because it's just exactly what you said. You know, it's like, you know, you know, the more you, the more you learn, the more you earn. Sure. And that's how I really look at it. So it's, it's so, so big in my mind. I like that. I feel a little bit like it's also related to like the team dynamics that we've also all experienced, like either being taken under somebody's wing or taking somebody under your wing. Exactly. Um, just doing that in your career work of finding out mentors you know, maybe stumble them stumbling upon you and it being like a good re working relationship, like stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, like, I think me and Anthony, we touched upon this other day when we were um, in person that, you know, at some point I definitely um, am looking to start teaching and start mentoring people. I just don't know if I'm really just there yet. I'm just haven't really, really, really fine-tuned my verbiage and fine-tuned all that type of stuff that I really want to take on. But I am going to probably soon be taking on like one-on-one -on -one mentoring stuff that you could just come to my practice for one one day and just follow me and really go over stuff and just watch because I've been having, having a lot of inquiries about it, um, especially when it comes to like certain protocols um, that I do with certain injuries like necks and low backs and stuff like that, that, you know, there's people that want to see what I do that will come and, 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 you know, probably pay a, a lot of money or vice versa, you know, just, you know, do, do what they have to do to get there, you know, and that's really what I did at a young age. I, I, you know, I just showed up on people's doorsteps sometimes, um, you know, when I was like, and, and just asked them to show me what they had, you know, and that's really what it, what I've done, you know, and really go, go as far as, you know, California and I've gone to Florida, I've gone to Arizona, um, and found mentors that will teach me what I want to know. So we have a couple, couple more points we'll ask you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, man. So one for the viewer, for the listeners out there, how can they get in touch with you if they want to reach out and maybe, you know, yeah, yeah, for their mentors for sure, man. So, uh, my, my personal email is a D a M C Z Y three at gmail.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, AJ Adam check on Instagram, acupuncturist on fire. My website is acupuncturist on fire. Um, Just throw it out here like candy for anyone to grab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I really don't, it's, it's no big deal. Well, I, or, you know, it's, it's easy. Um, you know, it's simple as that. I mean, I, I'm always down to help people. I'm always down to talk to people about, 
you know, especially if someone does have the interest of possibly getting into acupuncture, I'd love to talk to people about it. Um, you know, I'm always open. I, I love, I have gone to some schools to talk about, you know, career days and, you know, going into high schools or colleges to talk about sports medicine, acupuncture and stuff like that. So I'm always down to educate the public too on the same side. Is right. that a bigger barrier for you? Or, I mean, there's probably two barriers. There's that and obviously the insurance piece, but what, what's kind of the biggest fight you feel like you're, you're going at right now is educating the market or is it, there's always that pharma piece in the background that no matter how much they learn about this, okay, I raise my hand, I want acupuncture. Is there still too much of a hurdle when it comes time to pay? You know, there's a couple hurdles. Yeah, sure. the, the, Probably the first one's probably going to be the fact that people, the typical person is scared of needles. Scared of needles. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, yeah. because we're just grown up that we're, we're kind of as children, we're as children, we're, we're right off the bat, you know, the first couple days we're born, you know, with vaccinations, we're kind of just stabbed with the needles and we're kind of get that fear off the bat. And then every time you went to the doctor as a child, you got stabbed with the needles. So it's kind of one of those things that you, we have the fear you know, we grow up in fear of needles. So, you know, really educating people, understanding that the needle is not, doesn't have a blade. It, it's as thin as your hair and it will pop through your pore. It typically shouldn't hurt once in a while. If it does go into a unhealthy tissue or a shortened muscle, you know, you might get a jump. You might feel some pressure. It might be a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, that's all part of the process. And that's the neurological response going back to the brain, you know, helping the body heal. And it's just all part of the process. So and then going to the next hurdle, uh, just definitely the people itself, like saying, oh, that's witchcraft, you know, that's voodoo medicine, that shit doesn't work. You know, you know, really educating, understanding that it is real science and it really is real medicine and it really does work. Getting through the educational part of that to the typical consumer. And then obviously pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies are, are another whole nother hurdle. Mm-hmm. And we've touched upon a little bit at that, and but that's just a whole other ball game. We could sit here all night and talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't take up too much more. And you're a patient, yeah, yeah. though. Like, do give. I mean, a testimony for you because I knew you before acupuncture and after. Like, what is what has it been like for you, Ant? Yeah, so like I I go like for general wellness, and I also go like from like crossfitting. You know, pretty much six or seven days a week, uh, my body will like take a beating. But that's I first he, he flexes on the camera. Yeah, I was hoping for organic. I didn't even know. Uh, <laughs> but I seriously went considered going into AJ after him letting me know we were get. I was getting coffee and I ran into him. He's like, "Yo, your insurance from like your public school is like going to cover acupuncture. Like you should come in." And obviously, that's business, I, see, that's a, that's like my business. Yeah, that, you know, getting people through the door real quick. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Anthony, but like you know, knowing your market, you know, understanding like who can actually come to you because. You know, like for any of you guys, understanding who is going to consume your product or anybody listening to this, who's going to understand and who can actually get access to you. And that's really another biggest thing because Anthony in New Jersey, as a teach, as working in the public schools, his insurance does cover acupuncture. And that's probably, like we said just before, a huge barrier. So it allowed Anthony at least to try the acupuncture you know, without being showing out, you know, I charge a hundred dollars cash out of pocket when you come to me just when you walk off the street. So for him not have to show out the hundred bucks to try it is a huge hurdle. Like to be like, Oh yeah, I'll give it a try. So typically like I'll let a lot of people that I know have the insurance, at least let them know that, Hey, by the way, if you ever have an issue, come on in. Like, you know, I can take care of you. I'd love to help take care of you. Anybody in your family, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm always reiterating that. And that's just part of my everyday life of going, you know, it's just part of it because, you know, as a lawyer, you know, always letting people know that you're there for them or as a computer science. I mean, dude, I, I need, always need help with computer engineering with the shit I'm in and knowing what people do, understanding what they do and going into it and just hitting those little points, but not being salesy about it, just letting them know, like, you know, it's nothing about being a salesy about it, but just being secure about what you do and understanding that you could be there for them if they need you, right. you know, but sorry to cut you off, Anthony. No, no, it was the same. We, I saw you, we were getting coffee and you said that to me and obviously I put it off until I actually blew up my hamstring, uh, playing flag football, like around Thanksgiving time, just a true classic ex athlete injury. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So, so, so typically I, that, that is what makes that typically yeah. gets the person in the first time is, is an injury. But a lot of people that do have insurance for it, you know, it becomes a wellness thing. It becomes an everyday thing because, 
the typical person, as you educate people about what it can do, you know, it puts off the flu, the flu or, you know, the, the, the flu shot that people get or, you know, it, it starts realizing like, wow, I actually do feel really good. I'm, I'm, I, I, maybe I'm, I'm actually getting, I'm actually have less, I have more energy on less sleep or I, I'm not having that hitting that midday, um, you know, wall anymore. Wow. I'm really getting full range of motion through my hips and my squats or just those benefits of things that you actually, that value people value, like a CrossFitter is going to value the fact that they can actually now snatch more weight or, or, or whatever it is that you value and, and getting that person and making them understand that the value is there for them to come, um, and actually use your service. And that's huge. You know, it's funny when I came in for my hamstring, like, I mean, I was probably back in the weight room, like in a week or so, like feeling pretty good. Um, but then there were times throughout the winter and spring where I remember I was like run down with the cold or like just didn't feel that well. And I, you know, went in for a treatment, but not one related to my hamstring, just kind of like a wellness, um, a wellness thing where I remember you putting needles, like kind of like on my face and stuff. Um, but it's just like stuff like that, just like going, you get more educated, like us just talking, like when you're treating me. And then I'm not restricted to just like coming in when I feel like my hamstring is bummed out, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's awesome. You know, it's definitely, uh, it's a great access, especially for the insurance. And obviously that do people have, people do have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, money that they can't afford to come every week, you know, you know, that, that just have, um, indispensable cash that do enjoy it and they do come and they use it for, you know, like a person that say a very stressful job that they find the benefit for it, that it helps them with their everyday life. And then there's people that, you know, are serious issues that, you know, have to pay out of pocket for it and they still come and it fixes them. But you, that typical case, usually once you fix them, they're gone. They're not going to come anymore, you know, because of the out of pocket type thing. Right. So just two more points as we wrap up here. One, um, how can we help you with your business? We know you're trying to, uh, hustle here and anything we can do to help you. You know what? I, you know, it's just funny though that, you know, at the end of the day, like think about it, you know, you as a lawyer or computer, the app thing, and you know, there's always little things out there, you know, maybe just introductions to other people that, you know, if I ever need introductions to people in the computer science world or a good software engineer or a good editor or something like that, or maybe someone in the app world or vice, you know, just stuff like that, or, you know, just typical sense that, you know, and, and getting this out there is great. You know, the education of people, educating people. It's awesome that you guys are putting this out there for the public and the service that you guys are creating. You know, when Anthony mentioned that you guys were creating this, and I was super excited and I was like, that's an awesome thing. And I mentioned to him that, um, someone, uh, I don't know if he told you guys about this, but this guy, um, that was a former graduate from TCNJ baseball player. He owns a, uh, a software company called, and it's a, platform called front rush and it's a actual recruiting um software for for colleges and almost every college uses it now i believe um for recruiting process and it was a former baseball player at tcnj that built that and as soon as he mentioned that i was like wow that's pretty cool and i was like wow there's something that i i knew there was something that there was something nuts because this is more now for people outside after where this is more that was for more the college actually uses it to, right. to separate athletes and, and go through, and um, it, it's more like a, I don't know if it's a clearinghouse of some sort, but I'm not really sure exactly what it is, but I know it's a pretty neat neat system. We'll have to connect with them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then lastly, what's next for you? Um, you know, definitely uh, I'm in the process of um, possibly opening a few new offices, um, connecting with some other doctors, um, possibly one in Manhattan, at some point, one in North Jersey, um, and then possibly moving my local office too. At some point, um, I've mentioned that to Anthony a little bit here and there that there's possibilities of going fully solo, um, just because of uh, the process of just you know, you know, wanting to fully own my own, you know, 100% my own business instead of just a piece of it um, and stuff like that. And you know, obviously, you know, getting into more of the educational side of things. Um, educating other acupuncturists and getting them more westernized, understanding the process that I do in my office and 
treating athletes, treating sports injuries, understanding pain the way I do. And obviously like that, that, you know, the study stuff that I mentioned before, um, that's huge part of, you know, driving force behind what I do too, of changing the opiate problem in our country. There's a lot of stuff and the podcast is something that will always probably be there. It's just something that, you know, I, I would like to devote more time to, but you know, it's something I, you know, I get to when I can now at this point, just because there's just so much other stuff going on. You know, it's kind of, you know, out there, people are listening to it. Um, you know, I try to get one up at least one a month, um, live and everything like that, but it's always, uh, I'm always out there looking for an intern to help me with stuff because I did have an awesome intern at one point and I lost her. Um, she got sick and so I, I definitely need to find one that really can help tie up the loose ends of things and really do the, the small intricacies of things. And that, I definitely totally suggest that for you guys at one, at some point, once you get to the point where, you know, start mentoring someone else that would, would be willing to do these small little intricacies of, loading up things to the website, loading things up to the host, whoever you're hosting with, or using those things, having that person do it for you. But then at the same time, you know, giving them value of, you know, whatever knowledge you can give them, um, you know, in your space that that would benefit them, you know, so them giving you some time and you giving them some time that would be worth it for those, you, you buying back your time on that end of being able to not have to do all that small BS work. All right, AJ, well, we won't take any more, any more of your time. We want to thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. H, thanks for joining us, and we'll, uh, when, once we get this up and running, you know, we'll obviously let you know where you can access it and stuff, and um, you obviously threw out your contact information as a resource, so we appreciate that for whoever's going to tune in and listen. So And check them out, acupuncturistonfire.com. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> All right. All right, thank you again. Later. Y'all good. Later, guys. Thanks, man. Peace. So there we have it, episode two. A huge, huge thanks to AJ. That was an awesome conversation. In our recap video, I think we all agreed that could have turned into a three, four-part series. There's just so really dense conversation. Um, really enjoyed that one. So as he mentioned, you can reach him on his website. It's acupuncturistonfire.com. Um, he's got all his social pages on there, Instagram, Facebook, everything, his contact info if you want to reach out. Um, and then you can also download his free guide. It's 100 acupuncture business tips and tricks. But as you got the sense from our interview, it's really not all acupuncture with AJ. He's got some awesome business and even personal advice on his pages. So really, really worth uh, checking out there. So big thanks to AJ and, and really all you guys for listening. You know, we're trying to turn this thing into something great and a big part of that's feedback. So as always, please share, tell a friend, teammate, family member, anybody you think would find some value in this. Uh, but most of all, you know, reach out to us. Uh, if you got feedback, edits, suggestions, tips, you know, send, send them along and we're going to try to improve this thing week over week. So thank you. Thank you so much, guys. And um, we'll see you next time on What's Next. <laughs>